I swear each week it just it is more and more impossible for me to figure out how to do this intro, but I'm going to go for it. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dying to Talk with Mike Perillo. We got Leah Valentine today, who is our very, very special guest. This episode, I have a very strong feeling you are going to like it. It is by far my favorite episode I have recorded so far. No offense to my previous guests. Um, yeah. I sound sick. That's because I am sick because it's that time of year where things are going around and it's not COVID and it's not the flu. And I don't know why I'm telling you this because nobody cares. All right, let's go to Leah. All right. This is a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. I can already tell. This is going to be a very whimsical episode just on how we're all dressed. (laughs) We got uh, Leah Valentine here with us today. Hello. Hello. I didn't have time to tint the room red. Or, like, make glitter or sparkles or... That's okay. We can just do it with our personalities. We can. We can. And we have Spencer, my in-house producer, making his debut. All the way way in the back. Yeah, we told him about glitters and sparkles, and he pulled up, and now he's here. Leah, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Right now, I'm good. All right. Let's change that. Let's make this the worst experience, or the best experience, (laughs) of... Your life. For those of you who don't know who Lady Leah Valentine is, she is a musician. She is a songwriter. She's also an improv comedy star at Serious Comedy Theater, who we also mentioned on episode two a bunch because we had Connor Bond, who is her her knight in shining armor. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a studious man. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about him anymore. Connor, if you're listening, this is not about you. This is about Leah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Connor. Um, yeah. So we're going to we're just going to have a, this is going to be fun. Uh, yeah. You're our first female guest. Huzzah. We're breaking down barriers. Here we and go. And I think you were our first female like in dying industry to like be involved. In this, I'm pretty sure. Because you did pizza in... time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot about pizza. Time. You had black hair back then. I'm thinking about going back. Back to black. Mm hmm. I think, like they say, once you go black, you never go back. And when, I mean for hair, because like when you dye your hair black, it's even like harder to get it not it is. black. <laughs> it is. It's true. You have to go through a long process of, um, I'll just go into grave detail about it. You you have to, you know, go to orange mm. and then... Um, and then slowly <laughs> work your way back to blonde. It's really a, quite a journey. That and is tough. I bet get, being in that orange is rough. It's not bad if you um, if you have the right mindset. If you have an orange mindset? Yeah. Hell yeah. What a fucking... Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Um, it's funny trying to remember how we know each other, but I, I'm pretty sure because you're friends with Miles and I met you at a Lexus diner one time in high school. And then you helped us out with INAT. You were our behind-the-scenes photographer. You took pictures of Miles' house. That short that we did, wow. Big fan of Dying Industry Films is Leah Valentine. Wait. Then you were supposed to be in Bro House, too, and you never showed up. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. Huh? Yeah, you were. You were in one episode. Oh, the party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. Leah's our number one fan, guys. So supportive. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with our opening segment. Whose pants are these i'm very excited because for those of you who if you do follow leah on instagram and you totally should if you don't at 
Lady Leah Valentine. Definitely follow her on Instagram. Check out her SoundCloud. We'll talk more about that later. She's a very, uh, very stylish individual. Whose hey, pants thanks. are these, Leah? So, um, thanks for asking. I just got these pants yesterday. Oh. Um, uh, and it was a very impulsive. I like those. I'm gonna buy them. Mm-hmm. Buy. And uh, I got them at Urban Outfitters. And um, they are really cozy. I think they're pajama pants. Mm. But they were really expensive. And um, I'm okay with it. All right. Way to flex on us by spending mad bread on pajama <laughs> pants. <laughs> it was an impulse buy. I'm getting better at, at, at that, though. Yeah. I'm not I, doing that. Yeah. I am the worst at impulse buying. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm buying this. And then once it's in my hand, I can't put it down. And then I'm like, maybe I should. But then I don't want to look broke. You know? Hmm. So like I gotta buy it. I'm wearing take a wild guess my Gap khakis, old reliable. Got eight pairs of these. Oh nice. The same color. Once Everybody you thinks find what you like. You yeah, like you can't beat it. Colors. Just black pants wears matches with every fit that I could possibly put together. Even right now, and that concludes whose pants are these? Okay. Woo. Let's start you off with a very tough question. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Where are you from? Man. Um, yeah, this is, this cuts pretty deep. Cuts deep. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I'm from Beacon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was tough. That was tough. That was tough. I'm glad that you powered through it. So you're from Beacon. Yep. I've been, uh, my parents moved there 10 days before I was born. Mm-hmm. So very stressful time, I imagine. They moved like on Christmas? Uh, oh shit. Um, I guess like around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Did you what? what? You just like noticed that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz your birthday is New Year's that. Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they had like For some reason I always like imagine that they moved in the summertime. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense no. because that's not what my birthday is. They're like she's we're about to give birth to our daughter. It's like, "Honey, we have to move to Beacon right now. It's going to be so cute and trendy in like 20 years and we don't do it now. <laughs> we're going to yeah, completely miss out." Hell yeah. But I, I also was early, so they expected to have more time, I think. Really? Interesting. Do you know how, how early? Because I, I was can't. a late baby. Oh. Yeah. By a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. I think it was just like a week. I think I was supposed to be like January 6th or something. Huh. You could have been a January 2000. Yeah, I wouldn't have been a 90s baby. Wow. I was a 90s baby. Me too. For one day. For one whole day. I got to be a 90s baby for an entire year. That's nice. Practically. Eh, like 300 something. 355 days, something like that. When is your birthday? January 18th. Oh. Yeah. Huzzah. It's coming up. coming up. 25th anniversary of being <laughs> with my dad nutted and my mom. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Happy birthday, dad. Um, Actually, <laughs> let me... <laughs> <laughs> 25 years of Mike Perillo existing. So, <laughs> Leah, as you know and as I know, but for our audience who may not know, you're a musician. You're a songwriter. I sure am. Where did that start for you? Um, I have been writing little poems and songs forever, like ever since I knew what a poem was or like mm-hmm. a, or what a song was. Um, I don't know. I just like... I I remember, uh, like, falling in love with Shel Silverstein. Oh, 
Michelle Silverstein books. Yeah. Like I remember just like reading a full book like in a in like two hours Mm. and just being like, oh, my gosh, this is the most incredible thing. I know what he means, but also he's weird. And that hits. What's your favorite Shel Silverstein book? Oh, I don't know. I I haven't remember. Yeah, I haven't looked at them, but that's a good that's a good point. I wonder if I could feel like a different sense of inspiration from them if I looked at them now. Because you can you could easily go back reread you know read something like oh my god this is what this was like my rosebud this is what sparked then you read it back and you're like oh because i used to you know the missing piece with that he just rolls around looking for his missing piece man that's mm. like yeah they're damn. also whoops sorry they're also like deep oh yeah don't forget your banana is over there oh yeah i'm saving that for the for the um you know when i really need when it. your potassium levels drop yeah yeah mm, that's um, why we eat bananas that's really true you know, bananas. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I was so like locked in. I was ready. Like you're about to drop some. I wish to drop I had a, knowledge a banana bomb. fact. I banana don't. Fact. Yeah, that'll be a new segment. Yeah, maybe banana fact. We'll have a pretty when we get Wi-Fi in the studio because there is none. There's tons of pictures of dead people though, which Beautiful. is great. Um, so poems. Do you do you write poetry as well, or you just just do it through song? I mean. I have like a lot of quote unquote poems uh-huh. in my like notes app that either become songs or just like sit in my notes app with the intention of someday yeah, yeah. becoming songs. You utilize your notes app a lot. Oh yeah. Mm. It's like if s- I feel like if someone looked at my notes app, they might be like a little concerned Same. for me. Same. I have some fucked up <laughs> things in my notes app, yeah. but like funny shit. Yeah, I feel like I have like, like one day I could see myself putting them all, like in some sort of little book or something or yeah. on a T-shirt because it's just like stuff that I'm like, oh, I feel like this, like I'm gonna need this someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a thought that I have that I'm just like, okay, this has to go somewhere. This yeah. can't just like be released into the. You gotta save it. You gotta world. sit on it and wait for the right moment and then throw it out there into the universe. I mean, that's I mean, you do that with music probably. I yeah. mean, how many? How many unreleased songs you got in the vault versus because you don't have a full album out yet, right? No. You've um, been working on one though. I'm or I'm no? always in the process of yeah. figuring out how my stuff is gonna be released. Mm. I'm like at that stage right now. That's I cool. have four uh like demo songs out on SoundCloud. Um, but I have like so many like produced and recorded songs that mm. i'm just like it's not done yet yeah and i and i'm like waiting I, and this is like the battle that i always go through where i'm like i i it feels done at one point and then and then i'll like give it a day and i'll listen to it again and i'll be like no it's not ready mm. so it's just it's always like this back and forth of just you know it's like a perfectionist thing yeah yeah absolutely i I could 100% relate to that. I'm sure a lot of people can. Um, I did li- actually just this morning while I was getting ready, I was listening to the two of your songs on SoundCloud and I was like, all right, mm. all right, we need more of this. You need to put this shit out. You need to put more stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they are good songs. They got mm. like a, a, like a, I don't know music that well. I don't know music terminology that well, but it's very like jazzy, but like not, it's like a, you know, like, ooh, this is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I definitely 
jazz like old jazz mm. is a huge influence on just my way of being and Definitely. life and it it just like hits so mm. hard. like it's like the one i always say it's the the like one genre that i can like i know that if i listen to it i'm gonna like get butterflies or yeah. i'm gonna feel like gr- more grounded mm. It just like hits. So, growing up, were you exposed to that kind of music through your parents, or did you discover that on your own? Like, what was? So you said, as far as you remember, you were writing stuff, but like music, what was young Leah vibing to? Yay! Um, yeah. Uh, well, one of the first like albums that I can remember being obsessed with is the Alicia Keys. songs of or like songs in a producer look that up get in there alicia keys album my dad had an alicia keys album on cd and he would Mm -hmm. always play it because there's one song you don't know my name yeah baby yeah because he'd be like she'd be like hello can can i speak to michael and my dad would be like oh she's talking about you oh yeah that's the album yeah yo and solid album my parents would play that in the car all the time and it like she was my first concert, and she just like, I don't know, she, it, yeah, it just. That's the one. Yeah. Look at that, Spencer got a first try. Yay. Welcome to being a podcast producer, Spence. Spencer. Hell yeah, that's a great album. It's great, and I I go back to it all the time, and it's so nostalgic. Yeah. And. I think that was like my first introduction to like R and B kind of mm. jazzy influence stuff, and um, and yeah, I feel like my my parents were really into R and B. Like they would play that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, or like my dad was really into folk music, which I didn't really get into until like this past year. Yeah, which is weird. Folk music, it, it's tricky to get into that sometimes. Yeah, I feel like you have to. Like, it was really working for my sad times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, the The taste in music always changed depending on the, the mood that we're in. Yeah. Um, When did you... So, you're a big Alicia Keys fan, which is something we did not know. Yeah. Um, When did you start, like, singing and... did you, Do you know any instruments? You know how to play instruments, right? I can, like, just barely play the piano mm-hmm. just barely play the guitar like i can like dabble in a lot okay, of okay so when did you start singing um same like for as long as i can remember i've just always performed mm-hmm. i mean my mom was an opera singer and um she came from belarus to study at juilliard when she was like Damn. my age okay and she just like went on this journey like because she wanted to and yeah. it was like offered to her and, and it's like crazy that she like did that yeah, yeah um so i just grew up around music and around like the performance vibe mm-hmm. and i would just like watch her get ready and be like i want to wear your, the wigs that you're wearing and i would like try them on so it was like always like playing around with and that's probably why i'm so into like dressing up and yeah, yeah. like style and stuff because she was a very stylish lady but yeah i've just been um it's just been like a whole life thing of singing and it's just always felt right yeah that's what's up 
that's what's up. Damn. I wish I was always into filmmaking. I discovered it way too late. I'm never going to make it. I'm totally kidding. Hey, no. I'm you kidding. got this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, was your dad into music or anything? Because um, I, I know your dad, but like I also do not know him at all in the slightest. Yeah. he He's an architect. So he's he's like a creative and an yeah. artist, um, but also like into science and math like i feel like that's like a really good way to kind of yeah utilize all the different would you say he's a smarty pants i would say so i think it's time i think it's time that i crack into my liquid death really quick liquid death liquid death my top sponsor i love liquid death you guys are the best thank you for giving me the ability to go to the store and buy this today because i'm not sponsored by you but if you do want to sponsor me please do i got bury me alive today 16.9 fluid ounces of thirst murdering naturally flavored sparkling water beautiful and that's the end of our ad break when did you start performing uh, i swear to god if you say as long as you remember i'm gonna kick you out of this fucking podcast um you're gonna i'm gonna have to go home <laughs> <laughs> i i think I, i'm kidding you could yeah i mean like it's just yeah it's just been part of my life forever all right good answer good answer um Probably like elementary school or like, you know, like little shows in elementary school. Uh, I mean, I just I remember we used to have Christmas parties uh, at my uh, parents house uh and um, I would always like take the kids. I was a kid as well. (laughs) (laughs) I was also a child before you guys were thinking too much. Just to be clear. Yeah. Um, Up to my room and we would like make a christmas play <laughs> okay or, or like a christmas show yeah. and i think i was always santa oh so you were like always uh casting yourself as the lead is that that's what i'm hearing i would yeah <laughs> wow controversy okay that's fun though like doing a little skits did you yeah. perform in front of the the house in yeah front and of the then function? we would come down and we would be like hey drunk parents watch this really fun show and they wouldn't get a probably big laugh out of it or they'd mercilessly make fun of you guys without realizing it yeah i I wouldn't have known i was very oblivious yeah that's but i thought that it was a hit it could have very well been i mean there could have been some sleepers in there you could have like done something never been done before but i guess we'll never know we'll never know i'll never know i literally haven't thought about that in i don't know how long that's amazing that you had the confidence at such a young age because like little kids are they usually go one or two ways. Like when I was a little kid, I was like deathly afraid of performing, mm. being in front of people at my house is like different. Cause like I could just act like an idiot. But, um, my, I have a, f- a very bad Christmas party performance story. So in the sixth grade, we were supposed to put on a talent show. Mr. Buxton, my sixth grade teacher, shout out to him. He's the best. Um, he was like, everybody like, perform something so i was like oh i'll do a magic show holy shit that i fucked that shit up i every trick that i tried failed horribly and i was just like oh my god like i tried i had like these red balls i would make disappear and then i dropped one while i was trying to make it disappear and everybody saw it and then i tried to do like the under the bowl trick and i dropped the bowl i was like damn this is the worst and i was like sweating profusely the whole time i was you know what chalk it up to i was going through a rough time you know it wasn't yeah. my best magic show it's still hey, to yeah. this day my only one 
Um, I feel like like messing up a magic show is like a real, real that's blow. That's tough. Yeah. It's hard to come back from that. Yeah. And I did. But you did. Huh? Sixth grade. Would you believe me if I told you, though, in three years prior to that, I was the lead in the school play? What a fall from grace that I, I had. I believe it. Hey, it's different. It's different. It's a different form of art. You kind of have to like try different things and see what works. Yeah, I was watching too much Chris Angel. Oh yeah, that guy. Fucking love Mind Freak. (laughs) I would love to have him on the podcast and have him fucking levitating while he's telling where he's from. Is he still around? Is he? I I don't know. Maybe that's the illusion. (laughs) So, um, your mother, as a performer, so you probably saw that at a young age. Were like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, I've. I've honestly kind of felt more comfortable on a stage mm. performing than in life a lot of the time. Like Elaborate. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Like I've I've felt more myself and mm. more like grounded in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I mean there there are exceptions. Like I've definitely felt nervous on stage. Yeah. But like compared to being in like a social situation mm-hmm. for most of my life, yeah. I felt more comfortable on a stage, like in front of people and being like, Hey, I'm here to provide like entertainment yeah, for yeah. you. Well, cause I think it goes at when you're performing, it goes one way really. You know what I mean? Like you're up there performing and the audience is waiting for you to finish so they could either cheer or boo you. But in our social <laughs> setting, it's just like back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. you have to like groove off the person that you're talking to. Like I could be super fucking awkward to people. And Leah, like, don't take this the wrong way. If I didn't know you, I'd be like, yeah, Leah's an interesting character. Cause you do mm. have like these like mannerisms and stuff of just like, you know, I'm, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, um, you could tell that you have a, a performer's like energy. Oh, cool. 100%. Um, I was the opposite. I like, I'm really good when I was little really good in a group setting mm. isolated couldn't do it now i've kind of flipped i'm like good isolated but in a group setting i'm like oh god yeah there's a lot of, i mean i mean life happens things change yeah and mm. there's like a lot of pressure socially sometimes yeah. to like i mean that can be a performance in itself if but i i kind of don't want to like when i'm not on stage i really want to feel like I'm being myself and yeah. like I'm honoring what like I need or what mm. what I feel in a p- particular moment. Yeah. Do you feel like how you do improv uh the way you approach improv like you've already said in your personal life has kind of changed you with music? Yeah. Um Give that re- give that response to that question for the very first time again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um yes. I do. Um, some of my favorite parts of doing my singing shows is the in between, mm-hmm. where like I, I, I can like showcase my personality a little bit more. Yeah. And I think if I hadn't done improv, or if I wasn't doing improv, I would pl- like plan that out more yeah. and be less spontaneous mm-hmm. with like where I'm at at that moment. But I feel like, like presenting myself as like where I'm at in that moment, is a lot better received and feels better for me. Yeah, because you don't want to like 
force anything. You don't want to go up with like a, I've done that. Like I only live performance I do right now is professional wrestling. And I'll go in with like a, a line, a funny thing that I'm going to say. And I'm like, and then nine times out of 10, it, it falls flat or I don't get it out. Right. Cause I'm thinking about just that one thing. And it's just like beating in my head, right. everything else. I'm like, I'd even put thought into because I'd spent so much time focused on one little thing. I think like being spontaneous and letting, honestly letting go of yourself Yes, and just here I am. Let's do this fucking thing. You know, like people gravitate towards that. People see that and go, all right, this person, I like this person. Yeah. You it, can tell when somebody's forcing. Yes, totally. I feel like that's been like a big thing that I've like a lesson that I've learned this year. Mm. I've just like, just be where you're at and kind of seeing the effects of that in like, a social situation or in a performance situation, which again, like improv has helped so much with that because you're, you're, you, you have to be present. Yeah. Like you can't be thinking about what's next because you don't know what the person's going to say and you have to react to what was, what just happened. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a responding game. It's a listening game it's not like uh my acting teacher said that the other day it was like acting is just like responding to the person you're not actually saying your lines you're just responding to somebody else and i'm like mm. damn bro that's that's deep yeah that's interesting like I, i'm i'm sure that's interesting to like apply to acting with a script yeah because it, it is like planned out mm. but you also have to like still i imagine still be like in the situation absolutely and be present because you still don't know where your your scene partner your improv group is going to take it like um example and i uh the one show that we went to when you were like calling that guy to come out and you thought he was doing a bit i'm not putting that dude on blast he did phenomenal i i genuinely was like so happy after that show i was like this looks like so much fun Mm -hmm. but um it he was like actually having a like a panic attack or something i believe connor said but mm-hmm. he still was able to just like for a second just still go for it even though and there was still that communication but there was a a, a missing piece of like no I'm having like a legitimate issue yeah but that's still fucking impressive like he could have easily walked away yeah he didn't and you still like rolled with it, whatever was like going on and like I've that's fucking impressive yeah honestly I mean, that's that's just life you know yeah like and i mean it's it's hard to like know like the unspoken stuff but you know you 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 really have to be like tuned in yeah and i feel like that was a lesson that i learned in that performance that like you you really have to be tuned in with your scene partners and you know feel where they're at yeah i gotta be laser focused yeah yeah that something i've same like i've learned this past year through performance because i took a a really really nasty slam uh, a few months ago in a wrestling match because there wasn't like a clear communication Mm. between myself and my opponent and then i landed clean on the top of my head i easily could have paralyzed myself but thankfully i was fine but um and yeah that was like a okay i think now i need to spend more time focusing on this because that could have easily been avoided Mm. and that kind of i mean with doing anything with with creating or just 
creating. Look at me. I need to get a thesaurus, man. I always like to fucking repeat myself. It is just the like the ability to focus and and be aware. If you're so stuck on one thing, you could easily just like everything. Else. It's like kind of like hanging up a poster. Like you're gonna start with one corner, you could tape it up, but you know those other sides are just gonna. <sighs> you know, being focused. Focus yeah. up, everybody. Even me, right now. I need more liquid death. <laughs> Leah, thoughts on? Uh, do you struggle with? maintaining focus at all oh yeah don't we all definitely um and that's something that i became aware of um like within the past few years i think which has been a journey in itself to like kind of figure out what works for me lists are great you like making lists yeah those have changed my life like without lists i feel like i'm everything is just like all up in the, in the air. ethos yeah like a to-do list yeah or anything like things to do things to buy things like just writing stuff down like if i have an idea yeah. of something if i don't write it down right away it's gone it's gone yeah yeah that's what we use the notes app for yeah exactly <laughs> so other than serious comedy theater which if you're not following them on instagram follow them you're also performing at yobo yeah every third friday uh of the month i perform at Yobo in Newburgh mm. and it's a great time and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to kind of like try stuff out yeah there. strut your stuff yeah and and just like keep up with it yeah um, it's a good uh, would you say it's a good practice field for you definitely yeah. it's I feel like since I started performing there it's gotten a lot more like I've just gotten a lot more comfortable performing my like s- like such vulnerable yeah songs yeah because that can be really scary absolutely and there really is no uh, practicing for live performance I mean other than like knowing what you have to do but as right. far as like the condition of an audience yeah being in front of one it's just doing it yeah I mean I've I've experienced a recently a show where it was like at a bar Mm. um and you know like like my stuff is really vulnerable and like sad and like just like the depths of my soul the depths of your soul very lovely very way lovely way to put it thank you um so it's like i didn't realize that if because like I've I've been talking a lot in between the songs about like what they're about and mm-hmm. like what they mean to me and like I'm like you know all that mushy stuff and in like a setting where people are like there to see a show and there to like be in that space yeah it's it can be very well received and like everyone feels fulfilled like yeah. i feel like i'm being received and i'm being heard and like people feel heard or like seen because they've had an experience like that yeah, yeah, yeah. which is what i really want in my in my shows absolutely but um i had an experience where i performed at a at like a bar and people aren't there to see a vulnerable show yeah they're like you know if anything they want like background music or you know, so it it can be weird to like 
I had I really had to like navigate how vulnerable I was yeah in that because I knew that if I did my full like this is what the song is about and it's really close to my heart and like could start crying or whatever yeah, yeah. um that doesn't it doesn't feel good to like put that out there and it's just like floating around and it's not yeah. being like received or um you know you're, I, i'm not getting anything back so it's like hard to give yeah in yeah. that way i mean like I'm, I'm so happy to just perform the songs in those scenarios and just like be like i'll, I'll be your vibe you know yeah yeah it's uh it's literally knowing like knowing your audience and yeah. that i mean it is beneficial to you as a performer for every good audience that is receptive and gets gets you and it's also good for every audience you perform in front of that also doesn't give a fuck because you know where to apply where to pe- like what song works what it is you know trial by error if you want to uh phrase that and um some people that perform live probably can't they probably have a hard time with like oh i bombed i'm done i'm doing i'm not doing this anymore mm-hmm. like if I quit performing after my magic show, just <laughs> think about what my life would have been. Yeah. You know, wouldn't be here. And there's nobody worse than performing in front of children, especially when you're a child. Oh yeah. Nothing worse. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Even Do as you, an adult sometimes. Yo, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like now that I'm like an uncle and an uncle in training with Kara's niece and nephew and I'm like, Man, I got to be like on my shit or mm. else they're going <laughs> to boo. boo. I, mean, I, I love that about kids. I love that. Like they're so they're brutally honest. They're so them. Yeah. And that I really admire that. And I think we can learn a lot from that energy. Absolutely. That, like, childlike energy. They still got that innocence. Yeah. Life hasn't ripped it away from them yet. I'm like clinging on to that as much as I can oh. and relearning it too. Like I feel like a part of me has lost that side of myself Mm -hmm. just through life and i feel like that's like just something that you know happens but it's it's actually a really fun journey to like reincorporate that part of yourself because it's still there yeah absolutely i always say that becoming an adult is just like trying to piece back your childhood but Mm. doing it with like adult resources i mean Every I look at billionaires who have like yachts and all these. It's like these are just like you're telling me that billionaire with his yacht wasn't playing with boats in the tub when he was Mm. a little kid or like, you know, what I mean, like. I'm a prime example, like I'm an adult man who is really clinging on to his childhood, like as much as humanly possible to the point where I turn my childhood kind of into my persona and my career. And I think a big thing that I always get met with is like, you got to grow up. You got to cut the bullshit. And it's like, why, Hmm. why, why do I need to stop enjoying myself? Yeah. Because you think it's weird. Right. Like that sounds like a them. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) But I used to always think it was a me thing. Right. And it was again, and it's something I've mentioned, I think with Ronnie, Mark, like I'll listen to all the other episodes. If you haven't yet, cheap plug. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like if you let other people's opinion dominate in your head, it's your opinion now of mm. yourself. And um, fuck that. Like, I don't give two fucks that I like to do. Like, you know, I was playing Guitar Hero 3 this morning on the PS2. 
That's what oh, I was yeah. doing this morning. Hell yeah. In my pajamas. Yeah. Do I give a fuck? Hell no. Do Are people going to judge me? Maybe. Guess what? I don't care. I had fun. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on that journey. Yeah. And I feel like I've spent so much of my life, even as a kid or like like a teenager kid, um, like judging myself and being like, I shouldn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just something that I think society kind of like puts on us. <laughs> Do you go back and um, like consume a lot of your old older content? Like not really i'll go back and watch stuff for the sole purpose of ripping it apart and not Uh like oh i fucking suck i'm the worst i'm like okay this angle wasn't the best option now i know this if i do this again i also don't want to recreate the same stuff i mean obviously everybody has their own style bro house was like a little bit different because it's like on a technical aspect bro house was hard like low quality i mean but content wise the concept, the characters, the jokes, delivery, like that's why I go back and rewatch it. I'm like, mm. oh, we just did a project for Quinn for um his college final for the winter semester. And it was like the most bro house thing I've done since. And it, I was just like, ah, oh, this reminds me of, of these good old days. I think it's important as an artist to always go back, look at what you did, what you could do to improve and now do not go into it with like oh man this is a total failure no it's not you know why it's not a total failure because it's finished Mm. if it's not finished it's a failure and of course everybody makes mistakes but um you look at it analyze and be like this probably would have worked if i did this i do the same thing with wrestling too i watch all my matches back and i'm like god it fucking sucked but i'll try this next time Mm. how do you know when something's finished when it's done. What do you mean? Like when it's out. I really struggle with that. Like how do you know to put it out? <laughs> Damn. Has this turned into the Leah show? Because that's just put- <laughs> Now, um, that's a great question. As a editor, <laughs> when you're fucking tired of cutting shit together. Mm. As a writer, you know what? I've never actually like, I'm just, I think this is good enough. All right, let's just go for it. You know, like. If I sit back and think about it too hard, it won't get out. It won't get made. And that's something I do with writing because and that's why I'm like I get mad at myself because I find myself in the cycle of like, oh, I'm not going to write this thing because it won't be good enough and I'll never uh, I'm not going to be able to afford to shoot it anyway. So why would I even write it? But it's like you're not I'm not realizing the the like how essential it is to just like keep training and Mm. keep going but to answer your question i don't know i don't know if anything's ever 100 percent ready to go there's definitely been some things i've we've made that have been like half baked or like definitely could have been better um but you gotta also let go of that like oh no i'm like uh, i'm holding on to it because you're not gonna be a considered a musician or a filmmaker if you're not making, you know, yes. If you're I think- not releasing it, you got to just throw it out there. Nobody's ever going to be proud of like every single thing they do. You're a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Or you're just really good. <laughs> right. Or you like believe in a bigger picture. 
Yeah. Like you like see it. It's all working towards something. Right. 100%. And what that thing is could be an album. It could be a feature. It could be a lengthy career. Or it could right. just be like the, 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 the feeling inside of like, I'm doing this. I have all this to show for. Right. Good or bad. It's out there. And at the end of the day, nobody could take it away from you that you finished something. Which right. so many people start. It's very easy to start an idea. Yeah. It's also just as easy to finish one if you're focused and if you put the time in and if you let go of like giving too much of a fuck and worrying about what other people are thinking about you. Filming is a little tricky because I mean there's so much fucking so much work sometimes. Mm. Music, I don't I've never attempted music, but like you've touched on it. Like you have a hard time of wanting to release stuff. Yeah, it's it's definitely Do you ask other artists to like try to figure that out for yourself is that why you asked me that yeah i it's kind of like the thing that's like really i'm like grappling with these days yeah like i'm like uh, one day i'll just be like i should just release what i have i can always like revamp it yeah. or like remaster it or reproduce it or something um but it's it's really like i know that it comes down to like a perfectionist thing yeah which Fun fact, I don't know if it's fun, but it's a fact. Um, I was in a perfectionist therapy group. Oh. It was really cool. Like, what's that? Like, uh, to not be a perfectionist or to be a perfectionist? To not be a perfectionist. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, it, it really made me aware of, like, how debilitating that can be. And that it's not it's not as important as your brain tells you. Yeah. Like my brain will be like, if this isn't perfect, you're gonna fail. You know, all those it's anxiety, all those things. Yeah. yeah, that's what it. And uh, it's the number one thing to stop somebody is, is yourself. Yeah. And. uh I wouldn't consider myself a perfectionist. I mean, if you know me, you know goddamn well. You've seen the shit I posted the other day on my story with my stomach hanging out, with my hair all fucked up. It's like, I'm going to tell my kids this was Jack Black. <laughs> but one thing I would love to go to therapy for is, like, I'm way too hard on myself. Hmm. And I can't accept, like, success. And I can't accept, like, admiration from other people. And I think part of that stems from because the people who I want admiration from, I'm never going to get it. You know, damn therapy. Yeah. I don't need a therapist. I just figured it out. I'm perfect <laughs> again. Um, yeah, the um, ah, it's not good enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing this. And like that, that's kind of perfectionism. But though. it's not like it needs. To be, I'm not like uh, it needs to be perfect. It's just like it's just not done. It's just not right. It's not right yet. But it's going to be. And I'm just like, ugh, you know, it's that hunger. It's about drive. It's about power. You know. Mm-hmm. We say hungry, we could are. Dwayne. Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne. As he as he lovingly said. He's still around. Is the rock still around? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He's Just not, making sure. He's chilling. Good. I talked to him on the phone the other day. Oh good. Yeah, he wants me to be in Jumanji four. Wow, this could be really this could really be something. I told him I can't because I gotta film soccer on Tuesday nights. Anyway, um so Think about the contrast, though, of uh, you said you had to attend perfectionism therapy. 
but then you're also doing improv. So you already know, you already possess the ability to not be a perfectionist and to not, you know what I mean? I mean, that was a huge transition in itself. Yeah. Because I did improv, I think, after I did the, or like right around the same time that I did the the perfectionist therapy. Uh Which was like a perfect mix. Yeah. Because I I was really in the mindset of like, let go, let go. Like, don't, don't cling to what you think is supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's like what improv, a huge part of improv. um, Is. So it was like, what was the question again? No, that kind of was, I wasn't really a question. It was just like, you already know, you already can understand and know what it takes to let go of that. Yeah. And it's kind of like ironic that you're still, but we all do that, you know, but I definitely admire that. um, I mean, one going to therapy and being open about, I think everybody, even though I'm a hypocrite saying, I don't want to go to therapists because I don't want to spend money. I could talk to the paintings of my pictures of my dead family members and get Mm. the same result. Cause nine times out of 10, I'll just come to a solution by just talking. But, um, that's not true. I'm a fucking mess. Uh, are. I know, but this shirt is pretty dope. That's really cool shirt. Thanks. I almost wish I had that shirt. It's thrifted. I love the purple. Got it at the Vintage Emporium. Yeah, I'm not a gatekeeper of my fashion, unlike Miles. <laughs> when Miles totally gatekeeped a shirt he got in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you out, bitch. No, nah, I'm just Hi, kidding. Miles. Um, Hope you're doing well. I talked to him on the phone the other day for like two hours while I was playing Ninja Turtles. Aww. He's like, what are you doing? Not nothing. Just sitting here. See? Back to being a child. You know, fuck. That's great. I lost it again because I started spacing. That's okay. Oh, I remember. Um, with being aware of your perfectionism issue, whatever you want to like <laughs> phrase it, your problem, you need to be fixed. But you already know what it takes because you're doing that through improv. And I, on top of going to therapy for that, which I admire, um, and doing something like starting improv like just doing a new thing to push you in that direction i think Mm. people should start you know identifying like what could be this i need to do something like nothing changes if you don't change Mm. so adding something like improv comedy to your routine to your week is important i started doing that with taking acting classes i was like i need to do something i need to get out of my head so i just and shout out to connor because I literally texted him like, that morning. I was like having a freak out. I was like, oh, I'm so in my head. I was like, do you know anybody that is teaching acting? Two minutes later, he responded. Four hours later, I signed up for that. Like I was Aww. in the class like there. And shout out to my acting teacher, who I hope we can get on the podcast soon. Yay. That was a fun class. And it, I learned like so much. But like when people ask me, what did you learn? And I always respond, I just learned to not give a fuck. Mm, that's, that's it. That's huge, though. It is. That's like a huge thing, especially in this in this world. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we care about things that we don't really need to, to care about. Yeah. As it, much. It's a big distraction. I think is what it is at the end of the day. And a lot of like we talked about with social media, with the judging, like also caring about things that we, that nobody should give a fuck about examples of like, uh, I'll never understand why the Royal family in England is such a big deal in American media. Hmm. I, I don't get it. I'm sure if I have a British person on, they'll explain maybe. Um, I have a cousin. Maybe I'll ask him. He's from England. Oh, that's cool. 
Um, or just like, I mean, you scroll through social media and it's just like Drake's tweets at so-and-so and then there's like view 28,000 comments. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's a way it's to not address things in yourself. Yeah. Like paying paying attention to like what other people are going through. Yeah. Especially if they're like in the spotlight. It's so easy to yeah. just be like, well, all this information is here, so I might as, I might well, as well just use consume it, it yeah. and like make my own judgments on it and yeah. be like, hey, this is what this person should do. Yeah. When like you're And then you see people attacking other people in the comments. Right. While nobody's doing anything. Yeah. And you could probably be putting all of that energy into something that's like way more fulfilling and less like like hurtful for you yeah. because I'm sure like putting that much energy into like attacking someone is exhausting. Yeah, it is. So something that we do have in common is that, uh, what kind of inspired us as individuals to, I guess to be who we are really is yeah. your mother who you lost at a young age. My father who I lost at a young age. Um, I think there's not, other than like comic books when everybody's parents dies and that's how they become superheroes. Of course, that's like what we all wish. It doesn't happen like that. And, um, how old were you when you lost your I mother? was 20. Oh, so it was very recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were a lot younger. No. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's still who the fuck wants to lose a parent at a young age or yeah. ever at all. And um, I mean, she was sick since I was, like, 12. Gotcha. So my all of my teenage years were just, like, constant anxiety, but, like, rational anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just fight or flight mm. constantly. Yeah. Which, like, reflecting back now explains so much of, like, why I am or was yeah. the way I was. Same. Uh, I lost mm. my father when I was 11 or 12. Oh, you died in 2011. I was 12. I just turned 12. Okay. Um, which, as... So I've lived half my life already without him. Wow. Um, and that losing a parent... I fucking sucked. It's horrible. It is yeah. fucking horrible. And it doesn't matter how, uh, it, unless your parent was a super villain, like Dr. Doofenshmirtz or some shit, like it still, it sucks. And yeah. especially as for you, like you've said, like your mother was an opera singer. Mm -hmm. You probably would not have, you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for your mother at all. No. Agree? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So losing her, did you feel like you had to pursue it more or were you like, I got to quit. I can't do this anymore. Was it too like close to the, cause I'm assuming a lot of what your music is about yeah. vulnerability and there's nothing being more vulnerable is like fresh after losing a parent, all these people giving you all this fucking attention that they would never give if your a mother was alive and well. Right. What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, I again, if you're at any point if you're not comfortable with like, I'm super okay, cool. super comfortable. I mean, yeah. like maybe not like, like it's definitely hard, but yeah. I love talking about this because okay. I don't get to. Gotcha. Lot. Same. Yeah. Um. So, I well okay. So she passed during COVID. Mm. So it was like already like a huge period of like people reevaluating what they're doing and like a lot of just like 
you know what what matters like that was like a real big moment i mean not to get too off topic but like i find this really weird and interesting i was like in the best mental space of my life Mm. when in her last few like weeks interesting and it could have been delusion it could have totally just been like i have to be okay right now because everything is not okay yeah but i was like i was taking care of her like 7 a.m to like 3 a.m every day mm-hmm. like first thing i do i give her medicine like throughout the whole day just like taking care of her um which was really hard and we're all like isolated because it's covid yeah so you have to be even extra careful yes and like there's no escape mm-hmm. so every time i had any free time to myself i would meditate or stretch or um like I, that's kind of when i started like producing my own music mm-hmm. um and just like anything that i could like cling on to that would feel good gotcha but without like turning to like a substance or something which a lot of uh, unfortunately most people do well i did that after yeah she passed mm. which was like the really hard time but for some reason during that like before period yeah. i was like i like believed she was gonna get better and like i just like i was so like i don't i don't it was really weird it was yeah, like very yeah, like yeah. i was so connected and felt like so aligned in myself mm. but on the outside of myself the worst thing yeah that could yeah. like my, literally my biggest fear was happening yeah like my whole life that was my biggest fear mm. so then it happened and i kind of like had my period of time where i was like drinking and smoking all the time and um just like in a really dark place um and didn't really do music yeah for a little bit and then I the first song I did after she passed I was so angry because I was like dating somebody and I like wasn't getting like the reassurance that I needed yeah and the anger felt like it was about that Mm -hmm. but it was like probably about like my whole life what you had experienced yeah so it was just like this really like it's it's called compassion and it's just like me just being like fuck everything I'm so mad and why can't anyone like be nice and like but it's all coming from like this yeah deeper anger there's no uh there's no angry songs out there that aren't about some deeper like nobody's just angry just be angry there's always something yeah but that kind of sparked me like getting back into writing Mm. and then after that i like i mean most of that time was just like me being like drinking and yeah. smoking which i don't remember a lot of it because i was just like and it was still covid so things yeah. were just like it was fun. a very like destructive uh time i mean for every uh, so many people lost especially during covid um and that substance abuse shit like mm. you, you gotta say like thankfully you had, you did have something that you could uh, extract yourself to to avoid all the shit because i i mean 
so many people just fall apart and just let that drug, that alcohol, like, which is why I don't touch any of that. Just yeah. cause like, I feel like, uh, with my father, like, and you know, I believe a lot of stuff is like genetic. There's like a tendency that people go in my family. I yeah. think from my perspective, not putting my family on blast. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing that you were, I mean, you're still able to one, acknowledge what you did experience and now even looking back same thing with everything uh you could reevaluate and understand stuff which yeah. is fucking crazy yeah it's like it's a really life nuts. lesson yeah. and you like think that like when you're in it like that's gonna be your reality forever yeah and then you like look back and you're like whoa i kind of like got out of that yep and like who knows what's gonna happen in the future but mm. like where I am now, I love when I get to a point in a conversation where I'm like forced to be present. Like I feel like that's happening right now. Like I'm like all of these things happened to be here right now. And like I'm good. Like I, I'm, I can like You're alive. see my hands yeah. and I can like feel my feet on the ground. And I c and I'm like doing this cool thing where I'm like talking about life yeah. with people that I've known forever that I feel like we've never you know gotten this deep before Never. in conversation so it's i feel so grateful <laughs> but anyway that's what this podcast is all about man because like for every guest and for everybody that's listening it's also too i need to hear shit from people mm. i do that's just like the beauty of of this and i like i've said i don't give a fuck i don't even check how many people listen to it i don't care mm -hmm. that's not what this is about it's not about that um yeah but now um, your, I mean, your mother, the, she's obviously on your mind all the time with yeah. music now, even performing. Like, do you, is there any sort of like thing that you witnessed her do as a young girl and you're like, I'm doing, I'm going to make that my own now. Like, is there any sort of, like you'd seen her perform probably thousands yeah. of times when you were little. So is there anything that you took from her? Yeah, I think um like if you and i'm not just saying this because she was my mom but like if you ask anyone that knew her mm. at least the people that like i've talked to you know i'm sure you know whatever yeah but um she was just like she was like the perfect combination of of like really strong mm -hmm. and like solid and also like didn't at times like didn't um like what are, I'm, I'm trying to say like carefree like she was like very carefree and there's like a word that i'm looking for spencer get on that thesaurus <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to look <laughs> spencer knows <laughs> no it's funny no that's what i'm gonna do now every time spencer's sitting in <laughs> I'm be like, yeah. What's I'm trying to think of the place. <laughs> just like lean my chair Where all the way I? on there. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, like she doesn't care. Like, like carefree, nonchalant. nonchalant. No, <laughs> it could partly be that. I feel like. I feel like, like you know what I'm trying like to say. Carefree like carefree in this. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Free and easy. Thank you, Spencer. That's what they all say about her. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No. Uh, um, 
I get what you're I'm saying sweating. though. I do I do get what you're saying. Yeah, it is like, like she's she's the good combination and balance of being like really strong willed and self assured, mm-hmm. but also like having fun. Yeah. And like being able to not care about the things Let that go. don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, we spent like almost the whole podcast <laughs> talking about that and now right. you know where like it kinda stems from. Our our first inspiration like those magnets on the fridge my parents are my first teacher you're your child's first teacher um yeah that's so i think i i always feel like the person i want to be has those qualities where like i can feel and this is me still describing her like i can feel grounded and um like present but also like know myself enough to be yeah. like i know when something feels good and when something doesn't mm-hmm. but also be like i don't give a fuck yeah like what the good uh, audience versus bad audience right right kind of like gauge exactly gauge wherever you're it's, at it's a it's amazing the the things that we learn through horrible experience like i that's why i take you kind of have to have that like positive look on everything and um like there's a reason for it my dad used to always say there's a reason for everything i do and at a young age never understood what the fuck he he meant Mm -hmm. as i got older i started to be like oh that makes total sense but also too gauging it because he had his problems he had his demons so like there's a reason for everything i do like i look at that on one side of the coin and then I look at it like, oh, that's why he was doing that. That's why he drank so much. That's why he did. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. Mm. And um, unfortunately, that's something I have to learn through, like, piecing back, like, memory. And it sucks because I'm going to get older and I'm going to forget. You know what I mean? Like, I already, like, can't remember what his voice sounds like. So I'll have to, like, watch home videos from, like, 2001 and be like, oh, yeah, that's what he looked Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a few of his like shirts that fit me that I'll like rock and I'll like I'll wear them like oh, I remember this day when he wore this thing. Uh, my dad wasn't like a creative dude, like he didn't have a like a career and I think he was definitely, you know, into all the stuff that I'm into, which is like go figure. Um, like what? I mean, he was a big wrestling fan. I'm a wrestler. Mm. Really loved rock music. I got into rock music at a young age. Uh, he didn't skate. Cause he's, he would have been 66. So he's like, was like kind of too old that generation, but he surfed. Oh, cool. so he was always like cool with like board sports. He was, yeah. and then, um, he also had that Alicia Keys album in wow. his car and his old, his black Toyota Camry. Uh, was it a Toyota Camry? Yeah. And we used to movies was the biggest thing though. Mm. Like when I was a kid come home from school, um, in the newspaper, it would tell you what's going to be on what channel. Because TV Guide was, like, heading out. We still kept getting them. But he'd, he would read, scan the newspaper, he'd be like, there's a good movie on tonight. So he wouldn't let me play video games. He wouldn't let me be where He's like, you have to watch this movie. You have Aww. to watch it. So I'd watch, like, some crazy-ass shit. And I'd be like, I pr- my mom would be like, Aug, he shouldn't be watching that. He's too young. Oh we'd, we'd watch Family Guy. We'd, like, I there would be time when I was really little... Me and my brother would like always play wrestle on my mom in my mom's room, 
we had like a toy chest that was like probably about as tall as this thing and we would dive onto each other but like sometimes my dad would come home and then it would be like we'd be like it'd be dead silent be like we heard we hear footsteps and then he would like pretend he's like a commentator and here comes Goldberg he'd just like run in and just uh like stuff like that but I mean you know he also had his issues too that like my mom and I'm not trying to put him on blast I love my father to death and it's always going to be an interesting way I feel about him but uh I was kind of going through the same thing like he was in the hospital from like October of 2010 came out for Christmas, went back the next day after Christmas. Like he, we had, he had gotten sick. He lost his job, got sick. He he was fine. Like it, we, I don't even remember what actually like got him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He came home for Christmas. The day after Christmas, he was like yellow, like Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Cause he drank a lot and he, that's like liver and kidney disease uh, failure. Mm-hmm. So, and then he was in the hospital from after Christmas all the way into May when he died. So for me, it was just like my age 10, that, that time frame for me was just like every weekend going to the hospital. Yeah. Every, like I didn't have, and then like going to baseball games and really ironic. The person who fired my dad from his job was my baseball coach that year. And I didn't know until after the season had ended. Oh shit. And I was like, that's some shit, man. I was like, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. The establishment. But, um, do you like feel weird about like I, I always feel weird about like going to hospitals now for a long time not hospitals I really couldn't handle like driving on Bear Mountain to go over like that br- bridge to go up the go trail because that's he was in Westchester Medical so oh, that was the way to get there yeah, yeah. so anytime I go to the city and I take that route I'm always like oh man like yeah. this. I remember so a year or two ago I drove Frenchie from Greece home that way and I just unprompted was like I get really I was like I'm good I'm a good driver but I was like I get really freaked out driving on this she was like why and I told her and she like was so sweet about it and I'm like ah what a I'm like I'm telling Frenchie from Greece this you know what I mean like just unprompted I'm like and then I was like wow life is interesting now Mm -hmm. not so much hospitals I'm like you know it kind of made me look at death and like a different lens because exposed to it mad young i mean Mm. um and then when i was in high school i had other family members die like year after year Mm. so now i'm like funerals wakes i'm just like whatever you know gotta get through it gotta do it gotta do it um yeah i found that like the the it can be really awkward they are like the the whole experience of like not to get too graphic with it but like after it happened i was there yeah you're just like there yep like and then the next like hour or like day Mm -hmm. is just like really weird Mm -hmm. and all these people are like Mm -hmm. being like oh my god are you okay okay? you're like no no and and that's (laughs) what i said earlier i'm like it's those people that would never ask you that any other day of the right. fucking week. And um well my dad so we were at the hospital the day it had basically he was on life support, but like I watched him decay for yeah. months yeah. every week. That sucks. Get worse and worse. 
same. And I was just like, at a certain point, I was like, we have to let him go. Like, I have to let him go. That's mm-hmm. it. My grandmother, my dad's mother was like, no, he can do it. I'm like, and my grandmother's much older, Puerto Rican. You know how we are. We're very like, no, like, ugh, like, come on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, grandma, like, and I was a little kid and That's they were like looking at me all crazy that I was saying this shit. And, you know, my mom had to make the decision. Like I have to, we have to take him off life support. Like it's literally not even keeping him alive. It's just keeping his heart beating. That's it. Yeah. And it's so crazy because like my dad has like a lot of step siblings that weren't even fucking there for the whole process. They show up in the fucking third act and go, why is he like this? What happened? Why are you going to take him off life support? It's like, where, who, first of all, who the fuck are you? So that made me, that was an experience where like family doesn't mean shit. Like the Definition family is a very broad statement because they might be related to my father. They're not related to me because of the way they treated my mother about everything. Yeah. So they could say all that your dad was a good man. Just like, okay, if you cared about my dad and you love my dad as much as you said you did, how come you don't give two shits about his two sons at all? So all those like extended relatives that I can give two fucks about, fuck them. Um, yeah, so we made the, my mom made the call. And then he, we had, we literally was, it was like, it was so fucking awkward. It was like, yeah. say goodbye to your dad. Like, you you are never going to see this person alive ever again. Yeah. And you are 12 years old and you're about to become a teenager. You're about to start middle school, high school without a father. Yeah. Good luck. And I was, I just didn't understand. I was like, damn, fuck, this is, this sucks. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I got so much unwanted attention in school afterwards, like so much sympathy, like back to Mr. Bucks and shout out to him. Amazing teacher. He came to the wake and Mr. Clark, a bunch of my teachers did. He had this big gorilla in the classroom. I posted, did anybody see that selfie of me from like, you know, like blue gorilla in the background in that picture? There's a blue gorilla in the background. Go look at it. It's on my Instagram story. Um, At the time of recording this, it's not. But if you hit me up, I'll send you a picture. (laughs) Um, He gave me that gorilla. At the end of the year, it was like a big thing. He was Larry the Gorilla Aww. or something like that. That's so nice. Because he was moving schools and he wanted to give it. To, he gave it to me and I was like, "What? What?" Then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I know why." Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it is awkward too because all these people are coming up to you and. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not something you? that you can really prepare for, no. and you don't really like know that that you don't know how it's gonna go if it's like the. F- the first time that's happening and especially if you're so young you're like is yeah. there like an expectation like am i supposed to feel a certain way yeah and i didn't know how to really feel it wasn't until we were leaving the funeral mass and my brother's on one side my mother and i'm on the other and my mom just like lost it mm. and that's when it hit i was like oh mm. but it wasn't like oh my god my dad is dead it's oh my god my mother is crying yeah and that to me i can remember that yeah and that's the one thing that gets me like i mean right now i'm like fuck i'm like choking up yeah and it's crazy so um for so much of like my middle early teenage years all i got into skateboarding Mm -hmm. music and all this other stuff but film and acting especially like i mean my you could i could tell my dad wanted to do something more than what he had done in his life. And unfortunately, so I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this because 
why not? Why mm-hmm. the fuck not? And that's why I hold my childhood so close to me. And that's why I love wrestling. I love skateboarding, all all these things. Cause that's like, that's what I do with my dad. Mm-hmm. And that was taken away from me at a young age. I'll never forget when I had, I was dating this girl. I'm not putting her on blast. I don't give two shits about her. Um, but I had explained what I'm explaining now to you guys. Cause she was like, Oh, you're buying action figures. Like what's wrong? With you? I'd never told anybody that before. And mm-hmm. I, it was like my first of being vulnerable. I had like started crying and it was like the first time I had cried, like mm-hmm. probably in years. Um, and she was just like, I don't care. Stop doing it. And I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Whew. Thanks. Um, well, I'm glad that that's, Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Now. But again, too, that goes back. It's like, I thought that was the reality. So right. then in my post high school world of like college, I dropped everything acting, yeah. fuck playing guitar, skateboarding, wrestling everything i was like i'm done covid happened i was like nope uh come you're coming back like we're doing this and i'm thankful that i was able to identify a lot of things that happened throughout that experience and i'm piecing it back together Mm -hmm. and it's not that i feel like i've gatekeeped the last like couple of minutes and i want to get back to you but um that's great thanks for sharing this um, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, this is something I'll ask you too. I, at my cousin's wedding party, like last winter, my dad has these two cousins who they are probably the only ones that still reach out and they're still, you know, I follow them on Instagram. They're always like up to date. They just like unprompted, like pulled me aside and they're like, you are literally your dad, like in another, like oh. your personality, your joke. She was like, I watched the stuff you guys make and it's like, oh, that's, that's like so your father. Best. Did that feel good? It felt interesting because it was the first, like there was parts of me that I was like, I don't want to be anything like him. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because for a little bit, I had just thought about uh, the bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then now I'm like but there was so much good and right. like, I'm not who I am without him. And even I'm not who I am because he passed away at a young age. And of course I'm not who I am because, uh, I, I am who I am. Sorry. I'm saying that wrong mm-hmm. because of that. But also cause my mother, mm. cause young kids, young men, especially losing their father at a young age. I know so many, of, I have so many friends who lost their dad. They just go down a bad path mm. or just lock it away. She's not to talk about it. So, right. Is, has that ever happened to you? People are like you're just like your mother. That happened to me like two days ago, uh-huh. and it's 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 one of the best compliments for me. I like I want. I mean, you know, everyone has their stuff. Like mm-hmm. no one's perfect, but I think like when people say that, they like I hope that they're describing like. I mean, like, I hope they're not being like, you're just like your mom. You're anxious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The same. Um, I, <laughs> you're just like your dad. You're bald. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's like the same attributes that I was describing earlier um, that I just really want to embody. And yeah. that's how I when I, mo- most of the time when I think of her, that's how I see her as just like a really strong, funny, fun introspective person and that's like that's that's like that's a goal what i want yeah yeah at least right now who knows what yeah it could change. I could change tomorrow it could yeah that's the same i can be like you know what fuck it i'm not doing anything anymore i quit um 
or maybe I'll get really into like the saxophone or something. Who knows? Hey, yeah. That's just, but again, <laughs> too, the, um, there's something kind of beautiful in that spon- spontaneous, like, look on things. Like, yes. tomorrow I could go, and that's what kids do. Like, when you're a little kid, you're like, right. I'm a firefighter, and then now I'm an astronaut, and now I'm, this swing set is, uh, the rainforest. Like, it's okay to change your mind and to go like, it's fine to do that. That's part of like, and something that, I mean, you know, they expect 17 year old kids to know what they want to do for the rest of their life and then go take out a loan right fucking now or your life will be nothing. Yeah. And they pressure people by going, do you want to be like this guy who, who works a part-time job at a gas station? No, I don't. Okay. Sign here. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I, in a weird way, I'm almost grateful that, um, I mean, I didn't go to college because my mom was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could have, but it was just like a lot. And I was like yeah. not in the right headspace to. It's too much, to, especially during something like that. Like, yeah. So. And I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I like there's definitely times where I'm like, I, I feel like I. I could see myself doing that in the future. Yeah. But I wouldn't change like the way that things are happening and the way that things have happened. I mean, I wish like she was around. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be the person that I was like before that. Yeah. I would rather be the Who person that I am now. And I still have, I still feel like I have a relationship with her, whether that's like spiritual or just like, yeah. Just because like people will talk about her and I'll learn something new about her yeah. or I'll think of her in a different way and be like or or be like, what would she say in this situation? Like you were saying, like you can just like talk to these people and you know what they're going to say. Yeah. Like, you know, like you knew them, you know, like yeah. what their outlook was. You always uh, they kind of be they like it's corny to say, but it's fucking true. They do become a part of you when they're gone. They really do. Yeah, I like, I feel like she's with me all the time. Yeah, and I I don't mean I it could be in a in like a spiritual could. sense, which I I explore that side too. But even without that, like just the energy yeah. is like there. Yeah, and I I feel so lucky to have that. Like I feel like oh my ear is ringing. That feels cool. Um, Interesting. Channeling to the other side. You know. <laughs> you know. Who knows? Um. Anyway, um, I just I just feel lucky to have like that like guide like feels like I have this yeah. like guidance throughout my journey. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's like a. It, you said it perfectly. Took the words right out of my mouth. It keeps me on track. Mm. You know, it's like I don't want to slip into, um this way of life or like this way of thinking or just going about certain things. Um, yeah. I think having like a bigger picture is really yeah. important. Like whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, like, like I said, rehashing and reevaluating, looking back at the past, like I saw what an unhappy man could become. Mm. I saw what depression looked like. I saw what alcohol abuse looked like. I saw all of that. Yeah. And if, like 
if it, if my dad was sick now, if he was still alive and this was all happening now, I 100% believe I possess what it would take to like save his life. But at a young age, even though I was aware of these things, nobody fucking believe what I'm saying. And why would my dad listen to his young son be like, dad, you know, you got to stop doing this. He's like, you don't understand. Now I do. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm saying this now, but 10 years from now, I'd be like, oh shit, I didn't understand a fucking thing. Um, but yeah, you like we, as young kids watch our parents and we just, we, I mean, at the end of the day, we just want to make them proud. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. What a deep, this guy's deep, man. This is good. This is why, like, I really struggle in group settings because yeah. this is where my brain goes. Like whenever I have conversations with people, mm-hmm. like I, it's like painful to have small talk for me. Yeah. So I feel like that's why like I've, you want Like you said, like you want to have like a, in depth i want to connect same yeah what else you got going on besides what do you what are you working on next what do you got going on next um i am in the beginning process of maybe making like a little lyric booklet okay um and uh i have my my good friend isabel um we're like talking about doing that and um she might do the artwork for it cool. and that's really exciting um and yeah I've, I've been working on music still just like writing and producing and yeah i'm i'm thinking about releasing some stuff i think pretty soon it. like maybe birthday time yeah just to like start start the year off with something new fun. year new year you know yeah be like everybody else saying that and then by mid-january right back mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just yeah. kidding but yeah and also every day is a new day <laughs> and you can you can every second is a new second and you can choose to to make a choice Facts. just throwing that in there um and yeah i think oh and improv every friday there's pretty much a show i'm mm-hmm. not always in every friday uh but hello horse is every fourth friday oh. at the old beacon high school in beacon um, serious comedy theater give them a give them a look give them a, a look yeah. yeah check them out look at them go and do, 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 follow do, do, do. you on instagram at at lady leah valentine and are you on you're on soundcloud i'm on soundcloud and soon we'll be on spotify and apple music hell yeah that's what's up. Yeah. Well, Leah, this has been, I think I've never felt more certain that this has been, like each episode, and I'm not, nothing against the other guests, I cannot wait to have this one out already. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this was a good fucking episode. Oh, I feel so grateful and excited that you um, asked me to do this. Of course. And this was such a great conversation. Yeah. One of the mo- more fulfilling conversations I've had in a while. Yeah. What a great way to start the holiday weekend coming up. Um, good luck with everything. I'm Thanks. very excited for your birthday party. I've heard <laughs> so much about it and I can't wait to go. Um, I believe you got it all. You got it figured out. Aw. Thank 100% you. 100% do. And you, it's this so nice. has been very, it's always nice to get to know somebody you know a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So uh, thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who listened all the way to the end, I have a special treat for you. Just kidding. Psych. See you next week. (laughs) I wish you sneezed.
I was gonna try to burp, but I couldn't get it. 